Uh, okay, so Tony, we start every show, or I start every show by saying, start the party, Dan, and our guest gets to decide how I say it. Um, so like it can the be tone like of a, voice. Yeah, like or... a mood or a character or something. So how would you like me to say, start the party, Dan? Um, I would like you to say it in the uh, tone of, let's get ready to rumble. Ooh, oh, I like that. I we haven't that. had that before. We have not had no, that. that's good. Okay. <clears throat> start the party, Dan! Oh, no, you got upset online. Looks like you're having a real bad time. Should have just ignored what I said. But now I've got proof that you read it. I, yeah, I think you nailed it. Was that good? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. <laughs> blew your ear, blew everybody's ears yeah, out. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Okay. Great. Perfect. Sweet. Uh, well, hello, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is Block Party. Uh, this is episode number one hundred and fifty. Wow. Uh, I'm John. I'm Stefan. And uh, Stefan, we have a very special guest. We I do. mean, it's one fifty. We, yep. you know how we, we feel all the stops. Well, you know how we feel on the show about round numbers. Sure, we're we a big, them. we're a big round number show. Yeah, and we have uh, really just the perfect guest for one fifty. Uh, he, I mean, really needs no introduction. Uh, the greatest skateboarder of all time, the namesake of my favorite video game franchise, co-host of the Hawk versus Wolf podcast, and the founder of the skate park pro- skate park project. Tony Hawk is here. Hi, Tony. Hi, Tony. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Thank you for, for coming being on. here. And Tony, I want to kick it I think off. It might have been more appropriate to have episode 180, but that's okay. I, I, <sighs> yeah, well, we could save it until then. Yeah, you want to yeah. come back in uh, 30 <laughs> like, weeks? <yeah. laughs> sure, and we'll just keep going. 360, 540, 900. I mean, that sounds... That's as far as I go, though. You're going to have to get some other skaters <laughs> for the 1080 episode. Yeah. <laughs> 1080, we'll get, uh, we'll get one of the 1080 snowboarding like characters. Uh, yeah. Ricky Winterborn, I think, was the Canadian, oh, yeah. uh, the Canadian snowboarder from 1080. We'll see that if we can get him. That was a good game. It was a good game. That was a good game. Yeah. It was a really good game. Yeah, I remember... Unlocking the penguin board was like big. When yep. you got the penguin, you were just yeah. Was it Tenny with the rocket board too? Uh, was, was it the rocket? Was, board? was that SSX? Maybe. Oh, maybe SSX was the rocket board. SSX tricky. Yeah. Yes, I think that's right. Yeah, because I remember 1080 was also like insanely hard. Yes, like actually pulling off the yep. 1080 was just yep. like an unbelievable yep. combination. But is that because we buttons? were like, like in real life when we were playing it? Maybe because we were younger. Yeah, it was probably that we were younger and we had underdeveloped hands. Yeah. Um. But uh, yes, also, <laughs> but yes, also Tony, that in real life 1080s are hard. Um, did yeah. you ever, did you ever consider the 1080? Was that ever after you did the 900? Were you ever like, I, I, I could, I could do one more 180. Um, I, I would have only been able to do it on one of the bigger ramps where it was actually first done by Tom Shar on the, what we call the mega ramp. Yeah. And so that ramp is 28 feet tall, which is, uh, d- more than double the size of regular vert ramp. And I would definitely need that much speed to do it. And the reason that I never tried it is because I don't want to go up that ramp backwards at that much speed. Yeah. Yeah. Because a 1080, you want to come into it backward, fakie, and then come out of it forward. And 
I just didn't have the confidence to be heading at that ramp going backwards. Um, and so, and I know I never tried it. Yeah. Uh, me, uh, me neither. That's how Tom did it. Tom <laughs> did it. And then, um, Mitchy Brusco was the second person to do it. Um, and then recently Guy Curry did it on a regular size of a ramp, which is a feat in itself. No kidding. Yeah. That was crazy. Damn. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I'm 36, Tony. If you thought, <laughs> if I learned how to, if I just like started skate, like I used to skate just only like on university campus between classes. But if I started now, I mean, how long would it take? How long would it take to do what? The 1080. <laughs> I'm going all the way. I, I don't, I don't do things. Uh, we'd have to, I think we might have to follow you through some reincarnations <laughs> for it to happen. Let's put it that way. Okay. That's totally fair. Yeah. Uh, Tony, I wanted to ask you. I'm not you, saying you, you're, it's impossible. I'm just saying probably it's not going to happen. Right. In it, this lifetime. It would be easier for me to do an impossible. That's where I should just like, I should just stick yeah, with that. Absolutely. Yes. yes. I stand by I, that. I think he could do a 1080, but it would be like the last thing he ever did in his life. <laughs> I would just expire. It would just, that would just be it for you. Yeah. 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 That's true. Uh, so Tony, I wanted to ask you off the top because you, you sort of found yourself on our very stupid podcast because you did a cameo for us. Do you remember doing, <laughs> do you remember doing this cameo? I wish I could say I remember it, but, um, <laughs> Let me let me tell you let me tell you how many cameos I've done so far. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. Would, I would actually love to hear this. You'll understand. Oh, I'm sure it's an uh, unbelievable amount. What's that? I said I'm sure I it's a crazy done, amount. Yeah, I've done sixteen hundred and forty-eight cameos. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. So I apologize if I don't remember yours specifically. No, please don't apologize. I was the just fact like that I did one for you guys, and it was for a show is rare. Well, I was because I say, generally. I generally don't do them for any sort of business purposes. Well, so it wasn't to promote our show. So what happened was we have a listener uh, who goes by the name of Fat Raccoon, uh, who I, because I've been saying since basically since we started the show that you would be my dream guest to have on the podcast. Oh, wait, it was fairly recently, right? Yeah, it's yeah, about it was like three or four months a couple ago. Months ago, yeah. yeah. You're on a balcony. Okay, I remember Fat Raccoon. So yeah, there you go. Something. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a balcony. You look good. I mean, you look really good. The wind's blowing through your hair. And uh, well, Dan, you, I mean, you can play it, Dan, if you want to, yeah, well, you'll, I'll you'll hear the, the audio. audio here, Tony, and then you can, maybe okay. this will, maybe this will jog your, uh, jog I your I think memory. I'd have to see it. Okay. Hey, what's up? Stefan and John, it's Tony Hawk. Uh, Saul told me to tell you guys what's up and that, uh, you guys are doing the podcast. You sounds like you're killing it. And I would like to be a guest at some point. I'm actually have already started recording my own podcast. Uh, we're a few episodes deep, but it hasn't aired yet. And maybe once I get rolling on that and I figure out a good schedule, I'll link up with you guys. And then, you know, we can do a cross promotion. Some, isn't that how it works? That's there we go. Podcast world. There we go. See, so, yeah. I'm a man of my word. You are. <laughs> you are. And I couldn't believe We are cross promoting. <laughs> we're crossing the streams. Yeah. We are. I don't know. I yeah. do wonder where that is though. I feel like if it was that noisy, it might've been New York. Did it look like New York in the background? No, no, it's like very I tropical. I thought you might've been in Florida because I feel like I was maybe, were you in Florida like five, six months ago? Um, possibly we yeah. were visiting my, uh, my father-in-law, my wife's, um, there you go. Yeah, Cause you're dad, on a, you're maybe. on a beach. You're on a nice big balcony on a beach. Looks good anyway. Oh yeah. That would be it. Yep. Okay. Well, there you go. So it was just more that, yeah, that, that, so we got this cameo and I said to Stefan, I'm like, I think Tony will do it. I think if we message Tony's management, he seems like a guy, a man of his word that he would do it if we did it. And here you are. Yep. I mean, it's very impressive. I just want to say it's very, it's very impressive because like you said, you've done 1648 cameos 
and you just throw <laughs> you just threw it out there. You thought, well, oh, these guys are never going to talk to me. And then uh, and then we did it and we're here and it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Hey, my pleasure. Um, I think uh, when I got the request, too, I thought it was a, you guys have a really cool angle with the have you been blocked or blocked people. And even though I, I don't necessarily participate in blocking or being, oh, maybe I don't know if I've been blocked. Maybe I have been. Maybe I'm super annoying. Um, but uh, I thought that was a cool angle. And so why not? Beautiful. It's yeah. unbelievable. Well, I, I was, uh, John and I were talking about this and you seem like maybe too nice of a guy to, you know, go out of your way to get blocked by people. Whereas, I mean, me more than John. We're, <laughs> we're both rats. Yeah. I mean, we're both, we're just, we're, we're just really, really yeah. rats online. Yeah, and we get blocked I'm, not all the time. To, I'm not one to troll or really fall into the trap of trolls. Yeah. Um, I've been doing this long enough and I've gotten enough uh, ridicule and criticism through my life without social media before social media existed <laughs> Yeah, that I'm a little bit hardened to that stuff by now. So, um, yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't, it's not like I was, my formative years were spent on a phone. Yeah, right. that's true. How yeah. lucky is that? I mean, I even thank God that I, in high school, like no, my, I, my formative years are more of just, you know, being ignored and, and, uh, <laughs> getting home from school and turning on cartoons. <laughs> I mean, there's worse things that you could be yeah, doing. Absolutely. I mean, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I think in, I was, uh, I was the definition of a latchkey kid. That's, I mean, I think I was too. Yeah. I mean, I, I would get home from school. My parents both worked at the same office, so I was similar, but I was playing Tony Hawk's pro skater, yeah. not to like, you know, pump your tires or whatever, but that was like, <laughs> I think uh, I, well, at some point I just, I discovered actual skating. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And listen. So you know, then I, I figured out, I figured out at one point which school bus got closest to the skate park. And so I would take that school bus after school. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And John, I mean, you, you brought up the, the video game. Well, so Tony, you I want to, I want to ask you a question. This is a, this is something I, you know, so on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, I've been playing it my whole life. It's my favorite video game. I love it. I've played every iteration it's the best. And then when Tony Hawk one plus two came out, I, uh, the speed run thing became a thing. And I didn't know, I spent my whole life telling people I was really good at Tony Hawk, but there was never any like online no way proof. of measuring yeah. that. So, you know, I was just right. like a loser being like, no, nah, but trust me, man, I'm really, <laughs> I'm pretty fucking good at Tony Hawk. And then, uh, yeah. And then Tony Hawk one plus two came out and then it turned out that I am actually really good at it. And I have like a decent number of like top 10, to top 25 times in the speed oh, run. Wow. Is that cool to you? Is that like a good, is that? Yeah, that's very cool. Okay. Yes. And, and you, wow. that, that means you could, you would kick my ass at my own game. <laughs> that means you would literally beat me at my own game. Well, but you would beat me at real life skating. Yeah. I think that maybe <laughs> outweighs that a little bit. Well, we all got to have some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have this shitty podcast and uh, a couple top 10 times on your video game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you are very good at it. Yeah, is, I mean, it's, it is quite cool. No, know. that's great. I, uh, I I think at some point I was so focused on the quality control and I was so into playing it as it would get developed that by the time the game was released, I knew I could finish the game without cheating. And then I was on to the next one. Right. And so I never got that crazy focus time where people have to explore every special trick and every gap and every speed runs and, and doing every challenge and one, like I, I just never, um, had the time to do that. Not that I, maybe I couldn't do it anyway, but, um, once people had that kind of focus and commitment to it, I was, I was in the left in the dust. Now, yeah. did you, did you play, uh, I mean, but uh, this is for both of you guys. What console did you, did you play it on? Like originally, like, like one and two. 
Like it was, it was N64, right? That it was, was the, it was Nintendo 64 for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so when we first set out to do the game, I, I basically, for lack of a better word, tried to demand that we do it on 64 and Activision said, um, well, Neversoft said, well, we're going to do it on PlayStation because that's the most, uh, that, that those are the most consoles out right now. Right. Um, right. in terms of, a, of a base of, of users. So we want to do PlayStation first. And if PlayStation goes well, we'll, we'll do it on 64. And so I remember getting the call when they, I think they were just releasing the game and they said, Hey, you got your dream. You got your wish. We're doing 64. Nice. And I mean, the it, thing that was good about the 64 ones is the cartridges were a different color. I was going to say Tony yeah. Hawk one was blue and Tony Hawk two is yellow, yellow, which was a yep. big, I mean, that was when you got the yellow card out, you were like, Holy smokes. Yeah. It was, yeah. A, it was either Tony Hawk two or there's Donkey a, Kong 64. Yes. Yeah. There's a documentary on the, on the game. Oh, series I watched it the day it came out. You don't have <laughs> oh, to worry, so, you don't so have you to know worry the, about the, that. Doing the music for the 64 was a whole different thing. Oh, it was really hard for them. I didn't know that uh, when worlds collide by power man, 5,000 was more than 30 seconds long. I had no idea. I was just <laughs> right. like, Oh, that's what the whole, that's the, yeah, <laughs> it was like, looping I, it. I think it's it was like cool. six songs and you'd get about 40 seconds per song. Yeah, I have just, the same, I have the same experience that um, I recently did a, a karaoke thing singing um uh melancholy no cigar oh yeah nice and the first two minutes of the song were easy for me but yeah. i never really listened to the song past <laughs> two minutes yeah and and then suddenly i'm tasked with singing the whole thing um it was hard yeah well melancholy i feel like is not it's not the easiest karaoke band like you'd have to really know no the no, song no i mean definitely was, it, it was testing the limits of of my pitch <laughs> but um but it was funny too when when we went out went to do it i was like i never even heard this verse <laughs> yeah i had i'm gonna sound way worse than you here but uh as far as like coolness but i i had a similar experience with jump around by house of pain because Limp Biscuit covered the first verse of it on the Family Values Tour '98, oh and uh, I just was like, "Well, I know all the words to the first verse." And then once I heard the full song by House of Pain, I was like, "I, I got nothing after that. I don't know." So, God, that's a much worse version of of your story, Tony. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think the most challenging karaoke thing I've done was uh, any uh, song. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a great singer, but it was yeah. uh, it was Kate Bush. Um, oh, it wasn't Running it? Wasn't Hounds of Love? No, it was, um, well, I mean, what's her, her biggest running up that hill. It's not running up the hill. Running uh, up the hill. Uh, God, I mean, it's not coming to me. Uh, the other, the other Kate, but it's, I know the one you're talking about. It's ends in ing. It's right? about, it's about like Heathcliff and like, it's about, uh, God, cloud what? busting. No, what? I, Babushka. No, Wuthering I mean, Heights. It's Wuthering Heights. Yeah. Okay. That's there you the go. One. Yeah. I tried that at karaoke and it was a, I mean, it was a total disaster. It I mean, really I feel bad. like people at karaoke aren't really looking to hear Kate Bush necessarily. Well, I was in a private room with, with oh, some friends okay. who, I, you know, I felt like I was in a safe, right. a safe space to try to I feel Kate like Bush if you whip karaoke, out Kate Bush at like a karaoke bar. It's pretty obscure. Would... You'd have to have some pretty major Kate Bush alternative fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did karaoke at Lilith Fair and people loved <laughs> the Kate Bush cover. <laughs> there you go. That I That's did. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tony, I was going to ask you as well. I mean, John was asking if, if his speed running stuff was cool. Yeah. And I think it's important. Like I think we, you, yeah, go ahead. But one of my goals, yeah, certified cool. Yeah, yeah. One of my, one of my goals this year, I had, I had two goals this year. Uh, one of them was to read more books and how's that, that going? Okay. Well, we can say that for another episode. And then the other one was, uh, just to be kind of more cool in general, just to get cooler. I'm, I'm, I turned 32 years old this year. Congrats. So I feel like 
you know, when you're at that age, it's, it's like diminishing returns on, on coolness. Um, but you know, like I, uh, I've been wearing, uh, like nice shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've grown and grown and shaved my mustache like three times this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm growing it out again right now. And I feel like that's kind of cool, but, I, but I was just wondering if you had any tips just in general. I think that, um, not focusing or explaining on the attempts to be cool right. would make you cooler. Okay. So Dan, you can cut all that stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Cause, cause when, when you're, when you're explaining how hard you're trying, that yeah. diminishes it. Oh, I'm not trying that hard, but, uh, okay. well, yeah. <laughs> well there you go yeah okay All i think right. there is i think there is a there is a, a, sor- a sort of unspoken subtlety of cool in that you don't try yeah yeah that's true yeah okay all right i'm gonna keep that in mind i'm gonna try i'm gonna i'm not gonna try as hard just in general i mean it's a fine line you know if, right if you look too unkempt then you're just not trying to be yeah. right i feel hygienic. like so i feel like skaters really have their, their finger on the pulse of that skaters are very good at the sort of loose shaggy do i live in my car kind of thing yeah but, well, well i think we're used to we're used to being dirty or getting dirty from skating yeah and and functioning throughout the day like that <laughs> you yeah. know so there's some happy medium there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I guess skateboarding really, you know, it's not like other sort of professional sports where most of the other professional sports are played in arenas that have showers, uh, you know, just like around like, you, Oh you no. Know. Yeah. We're straight, we're straight off the streets and, and to the restaurant or to the bar. Um, you can tell a skater, uh, if you, if, if the back of their, sh- if, if some of the back of their shirt has holes in it, Oh yeah. Um, the bottom of it, or if you see above their belt line and they have scars all over the back. Oh, wow. Oh. That's the, the instant sign of a skater. Okay. Okay. I don't because they, they, they roll or slide when they're, fall, they're falling and, and then almost inevitably it's right above your belt line is where it gets all scraped up. Right. Shit. I think I've told this, this story. Or they have the- shins like this. Oh, let's see. Okay. I, your shins are insane i saw you show them on the hawk versus wolf yeah uh, Wait, i can't believe oh wow. i can't believe your shins they're insane oh my god those are great shins great shins yeah like really svelte shins but like they're there you go there's yeah. a good shot of it oh wow okay um, yeah yeah it is crazy but, but mine are extreme because my legs are long and so when i fall sometimes my board gets um tangled up right there yeah, oh, right. that was always so that the worst. Really happened to everyone. That was always the worst when I was like skating. And again, I know ne- I'm not gonna say that I yeah I could ollie up a curb. That was about the extent of my like tricking. But even that, sometimes if you didn't land the ollie and you smack yourself in the shin with your own board, that's like a that's a pretty extreme level of pain. Yeah, I would I'm, say. I mean, I've talked about. I think I brought this up on a previous episode, but my sister skateboarded briefly when she was when she was a kid, uh, and my so my dad. My parents got her uh, a skateboard for, I think, for her birthday. Uh, and they went up to, there's a little school, a little elementary school uh, near our house. And we went up there and she was like, I want to try, I want to try this out tonight. And my dad was like, well, let me try it first just to be safe. Uh, and he was, you know, uh, late 40s, early 50s at the time, mm-hmm. uh, had never skateboarded in his entire life and stepped on the skateboard. And I think, I think literally immediately fell off and like broke his wrist. 
Um, so that's sort of like, I like that that was his way of protecting your sister. Like, no, no, like I'll do it first. She had, she had a helmet on, she had all the pads on and everything. My dad was just like, I think he was still wearing his like clothes from work and just like got on the skateboard and like broke his wrist immediately. So that was, that was sort of his career. But, um, you've, you've never, you've had one bad fall, I guess. Yeah. I broke my collarbone. Uh, Tony, you've probably had this happen before I had the, I was on a longboard and I, the, the wheel bearing on the front wheel just seized. So like the front wheel just stopped moving. So I just like, it was like slamming the brakes on a skateboard and I was wearing a backpack. So I went to put my hands out to stop and my arm got caught in my backpack and I just like fell on my collarbone. I broke it. Wow. That's, that is extreme. Yeah. I'm sure you love this. Everyone just telling you about their skateboarding. I've blown out bearings and I've definitely (laughs) had my board come to a stop unexpectedly, but uh, I wasn't wearing a backpack. I wasn't on a longboard and I didn't break my collarbone. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're good. And well, you know how to fall. <laughs> I did That's actually, really I did it. have my, my board, my board stopped. Well, it stopped. It, it, <laughs> I was skating a, an exhibition and it was really windy. We were skating a half pipe and I went up and did an aerial. And when I let go of my, there's, there's a, there's a split second where you let go of your board and then you're still in the air and then you land when you do, when you do an aerial, that's not an ollie. And in that moment that I let go of my board, the wind flipped it upside down and I didn't know. Oh my God. <laughs> oh shit. And so when I landed, my board was obviously not rolling. Um, and I fell straight into the flat bottom and it's hard to see cause it's dark, but, but this shoulder drops right there. Oh yeah. Um, you, see yeah that? No, you can yeah. see oh, it. You can yeah. see it. Oh yeah. my God. Wow. Cause I, uh, I separated my shoulder as I, as I hit the, like a linebacker. So you did an accidental um, dark slide basically. Yeah. Yeah. Dark slide, <laughs> just dark slide of doom. <laughs> yeah. I don't, uh, I have the, like, uh, you can't see it, but I, I have my collarbone, like it, when it heals, it heals like on top of each other. And then it's sort of, right. Like, yeah. My, together. my, uh, my oldest son, Riley, that same thing happened to him. Not, not your scenario, but he was skating and he broke his collarbone and, and he, they had to, I like that. You've been very uh, clear to be like, no, no, like they like, weren't wearing a backpack. Yeah. Like yeah. someone related but to me. Know what he, did. He, he was yeah. doing a, uh, what was he doing? He was doing a backside air off of an extension at a skate park. And then when he came to the lower part, this is just for, for skate nerds. When he went to land on the lower part, he ended up, he hung up um, on the lower coping and then went straight to the flat collarbone. Oh, Ouch. That doesn't sound good. No, I, I did understand most of what you said, and I was and it, <laughs> cool. it sounded bad. Like I, I get it, and it didn't sound good. Yeah, oh, well, you know, man. one day, like I just think, I just don't like you were talking about skaters like scarring their backs and stuff. Like I don't even think like I've ever got a scar there. Well, John, like, you is, and I are just very weak. John is a professional curler. Yeah, that's true. He was like ranked really thirtieth like, in the world, I think. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so so that's my sport, which as you might imagine, it doesn't really lend itself to like scarring. Yeah, like you're sort of like, oh, people can tell curlers by their, or sorry, skaters by their scars and everything, and people can't. I mean, people can tell curlers by their um, like op- a, opinions about finance. And you have like a big ass too, right? Well, I do have the juicy curling ass. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I do have a big ass. Although I would imagine skaters get pretty nice asses too, right? I, from all the from all the pumping. I, I suppose I don't. I guess I've never really <laughs> taken inventory. <laughs> Well, now, I would say that most of them are fit. Most of them are, yeah, are, yeah, are yeah. in good shape. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, curling definitely lends itself to a bit of a wagon. And uh, have you ever curled before, Tony? I know it's it's getting a foothold in the U.S. these days. No. Okay. 
I know I sound uh, idiotic, but curling is when you're when you're sliding things across ice, right? You got yes. it. No, that's yeah. yeah. And you're doing the you're the sweeping, the sweeping. Yeah, we're, sweeping? we're Canadian. Yeah, we're we're up it. in uh, up in Vancouver. So yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never tried it, but I think it's super cool. I suck at ice skating. Do you ice skate? No, that's not ice skating, is it? No. So you so what you have? You're sliding. Yes, yeah. exactly. So you have one. Oh, you'll, okay. You'll have one grippy shoe, and then you'll have one shoe that has Teflon on the bottom. So I am curious as you. As you're, the, there's a puck. Is that right? Uh, it's a rock. Yep. It's like a granite okay, the rock. So as yeah. the rock's moving, you can tell how much you need to sweep in terms of making it uh, icier as it's moving. Like, like yes. if someone throws it and it's like, oh man, you threw it too softly. Yes. Do, do you have to make up for that? Yes. So, so sweeping, you sweep a rock to make it go straighter and to make it go further. So you can, so for right. either of those things or both, like if you're sweeping it, or it you will can do those and be like, oh, he hit, he hit it right on. We don't have to do much. Exactly. Yeah. You got it. There's a, there's a, there's a dedicated curling facility in Hollywood. So if we, uh, if okay. I ever find myself down there, I'll, I'll reach out. I'll take you curling. All right. Sounds good. I yeah. want to do the sweeping though. I don't want to do, I don't want to throw it. I want to be, I don't even want the one that blows it completely. <laughs> Well, you got to try throwing a couple. I mean, we won't have like an organized game. Yeah, but it looks way more fun chasing it. Just you know, <laughs> sliding down the thing. Well, you were telling me, John, and this blew my mind yeah. that the curling rocks are, they're only from, they're from a single quarry in, Squ- in Scotland, right? Yes. That's, that's, that's literally true, right? It's yes. granite. Like, and what is the reason for that? Well, basically, like, as you can imagine in any sport, you want to standardize something, right? So when curling started, yeah, yeah. when curling started, they used to, they started with irons. So they would use like the big, heavy, almost look like an anvil. That's what they started with. And then they moved on to rocks and they started pulling them all from this one quarry in Scotland. And then they went, well, the rocks are, this is pretty good. Maybe we should just keep them coming from this quarry. And then eventually curling got serious enough where they were like, well, we can't, what if we pull the rock from a different quarry and it has different properties than these other rocks that we're already using? We can't have that. Cheers. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so every curling rock on earth comes from the, yeah, from the same quarry in Scotland. It's called so like Ielsa Craig. There's like a finite is, amount. Is it, that's what I was going to say, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't yes. It, is it so infinite? I, well, so they were really nervous in the nineties. This is like, uh, you know, they had a bit of a panic because they were like, oh shit, we might run out of rocks. <laughs> That's so in crazy. This, in this I guess we just can't quarry. curl anymore. Well, the we, sport is over. Be, we wouldn't be able to make any new yeah. ones. doesn't mean we would have to stop. We still have like, <laughs> we've, we've dug into hell. Boys. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, it's all over. There are no more rocks. <laughs> There's we're out of rocks. And, uh, but then they found a new seam. So we're back. Okay. We're back in business. Boys. All right, we're beautiful. Good. Yeah. We're good to go. Very wow. expensive as well. Curling rocks, which you seem to be blown away by that as well. Yeah. How much, how much is it for just like one? So for one, it's about, it's about eh, four to six grand, depending for one curling rock. for oh. one rock. Yeah. Wow. Heavy yeah. import fees. Oh, <laughs> Tony, you're telling me that they weigh 42 pounds each. So you want to talk <laughs> wow. about import fees, my friend. It is. Oh my God. It's a wild time out there. Have, I, you, we, sm- have you smuggled uh, curling rocks? <laughs> well, so you used to, in the early days, you would buy your own. So then people would literally like, oh, you're going down like Tuesday night beer league at the club. You'd bring two 42 pound curling stones and just walk them into the club and be like, Hey, these are Tony stones. Boom. Put them down, play with them. When the game's over, you'd take them home. Uh, and then they realized that was the stupidest idea anyone's ever had on earth. <laughs> and then the curling club started buying their own sets. So now you just leave the set at the curling club and then you show up. 
Makes sense. So, wow. The more you know, I, I have to say, I never thought I'd be talking curling with Tony Hawk, <laughs> but it feels pretty damn good. I have to say, it's a uh, it's a nice time. That's fascinating. Yeah. Well, hey, look, I'm I'm just here to be the bearer of fascinating things. Yeah. And speaking of fascinating things, let's move on to our social media updates. Very good segue. Thank you. What a good segue. Boy, was it smooth. Stefan and John are gonna bring you the news. Prepare for a feast of rarefied takes. Terrible tweets from verified greats. They'll bring their personal feed to you with an update on their social 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 media. Uh, Tony, we always like to start with the guest. What's going on on your social media right now? Um, uh, a lot of skateboarding. <laughs> yes, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been skating more than ever over the last year and a half. Um, because I'm, I've been home for the most part. And a lot of, a lot of my, what I do generally involves traveling and doing speaking gigs and, and, um, charity work. And so to be home consistently has allowed me to skate more consistently. And so I've been learning a lot of tricks. I've been sort of, um, revisiting old tricks and, and sharing it with the world. So, um, yeah, a lot of my stuff is, is, um, skating based, obviously usually it is, but, but more nowadays it's more personal skating. Right. Which has to feel good, right. That you're actually getting some time to like slow down and enjoy the massive oh, the ramp that you it. own yeah. and everything. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wanted to ask you, and I know people, you've talked about this a little bit, but one of the things that you have been doing over pandemic is you've been retiring tricks that you've been saying, yeah. this is the last time I'm performing this trick. Mm-hmm. How did you sort of decide to start doing that? And is it making you, um, you know, sort of sad to have to be retiring these tricks? Because I feel like when I, when you first started doing it, there was a lot of Twitter memes of people who are just like, oh, my God, like, I, you know, we're getting we're all getting old. Tony Hawk's <laughs> retiring tricks. Yeah, you it's, know? Um, well, I uh, firstly, I, I have the luxury of, of knowing a lot of different tricks that I can fall back on. Right. I can play the hits kind of. Yeah. And so it's not like I'm losing my whole repertoire. Um, these are tricks that I feel like I'm, st- I'm still good enough to do. I know I'm not interested in doing them going forward because they take so much out of me and there's a risk to reward ratio that is just a skew and not, you know, a lot of these tricks are, if I continue to do them, they're, they're generally dangerous. And so at some point I'm going to get hurt trying to do it again. And so these are the tricks that I feel like I can just let go of. And it all started with, uh, I was talking about doing an Ollie 540, um, for a video. And I told the guy who was shooting and I said, you know, I I don't think I want to do these again. These, these are, there's a part of this trick that is super dangerous and scary. And I feel like if I make this today, I won't do it in, anymore. And I was right. It was right at the exact same time as um, there was a group doing NFT stuff. And they asked me if I want to do anything. And I said, actually, I'm considering doing this. And I think it'll be my last one. And if you want to include the skateboard I used on it, we could have a physical aspect to this. And um, and uh, they went for it and we did it. And it was, it was really cathartic for me. I mean, not, not that I was trying to cash in necessarily. It just was the timing was right on that. And so there's been a few other tricks where I feel like, hey, I want to get this while I still can. Um, and I did about five in the last couple of weeks. 
um, for uh, autograph for another group, but um, which is which is the group that I'm hooked up with now. But I feel like in terms of of retiring them, not a lot of people get that option or have that sort of uh, awareness when you know if they're doing it if they're in a sport or if they're in a, let's just say that you're um, you're in basketball. You never really know when your last slam dunk will be, right? Yeah. And I'm able to I'm able to call it and it's been really fun. Yeah, that's pretty that's awesome. that is cool. I yeah. mean, the sick part about curling is you can literally do it until you just about die. So for me, I <laughs> hope my last throw is like, you know, it might be the day <laughs> I, my last sweep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the day I expire might be uh, you know. But yeah, no, I, I think that's that's a cool way of looking at it. It's funny because I think, you know, you you talk about it sort of being a situation where you feel in control of it, where you're like, I, you know, I, I know I can do this trick right now, but I also know that going forward, it's not going to be a, you know, maybe great for me. So I can be in control of retiring it. But then again, I think like other people were like, ah, oh, but does he have to keep, does he have to retire them? I would just want him to do yeah, that. I mean, until I, I guess the, 70. The, <laughs> right. Well, I think that the misunderstanding is that, especially with like the Ollie 540 people thought that's his last 540. I was like, no, I've got, I've got a, a lot of different, 540 variations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that I feel pretty confident about that I'm, I'm not a letting go of, uh, it was just that that one without grabbing is not one that I'm real fond of because the last turn can be hit or miss and have serious consequences. So that's what it's about. And, and, um, let's see, I, t- uh, over the last couple of weeks, I, did my last gymnast plant. I did my last finger flip air. I did my last front side cab. Um, I did my last, uh, well, what I call a magic dance, which is actually a, a trick that I learned this year. And it was so hard and just so impossibly technical that I thought if I do it again, I'm only doing it one more time. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan, what should we retire on? Like me, this is kind of like inspiring me. Like, I feel like you and yeah, I like a segment do, on the we show. Need, we maybe, need to do or, a last something. Yeah. I mean, I could maybe stop showing like the fast food review videos. That's wonderful. You. Done. Yeah. Sold. Okay. We're going to do our last one. Ever. All right. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's great. <laughs> Make uh, it count though. Make yeah. it good. Oh, it'll uh, be good. That's the problem. I'm actually worried if he only does one more ever, I might have to watch something I really don't want to see. Yeah. But this is, that's Stefan's passion. Really. Tony is, is showing me, me and other people, fast food review guys specifically on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, I really hate it. So it'd be great if we retired it, but yeah. I do also fear the last one being something that would just kind of destroy me. Yeah, it might. And yeah. and we'll see, but I got something up my sleeve, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I also, uh, Tony, you, you also recently made a board with your own blood, um, which I thought yeah, that was yeah. pretty, uh, no one's ever asked me for my blood. So yeah, that's that probably got some mixed like, reviews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, were you immediately on board with that? Or did it take you a couple seconds to be like, you want to do what with my blood? Oh no, I was down. Well, because, um, I'm a child of the seventies and, uh, kiss was the biggest band in the world. Sure. You yeah. know, when I was, when I was just discovering music and they did a comic book with Marvel where it was a kiss comic book and every member of kiss uh, put their blood in the ink. Oh, that's awesome. They had, a, they had photos of this big ink vat and all the members of Kiss and they certified it. And like, as an impressionable youth that I like Kiss, um, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And of course I wanted one. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. I didn't get one, but yeah, you know, like there was just no way of getting there. They became collector's items immediately. And when uh, Liquid Death, which is the um, my sponsor, of, they make water. Yeah. And I know it sounds... It sounds backwards liquid death, should be but... like liquid life uh you know or... I've, I've seen that on <laughs> yeah. uh, on steve-o's youtube channel a lot actually. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. no yeah. and they're great and, and I, the, the guys who started are skaters yeah and so they threw me a couple of ideas of, of how would i announce my partnership with them and they said well what about if we make it look like you signed the contract we didn't know what it was and we actually want your blood to put into <laughs> skateboards and i was like that's awesome because immediately I thought a kiss and I, and I knew, I knew a little bit about the little Nas X thing, but I didn't realize that it was such a, a flashpoint. Um, and so I said, yeah, let's do it. And, and the funny thing was it was really hard for them to find um, a screener to do the boards. Oh, oh really? really? Because they didn't want to work. Yeah. Cause blood? a lot of the screening shops are, they're very by the book. They're, they're very mass produced, um, you know, doing a lot of graphics for a lot of different companies. And, and they were just like, we don't want any part of, of plasma of DNA, especially during COVID. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. True. And so they found, a, uh, they found a crew that would do it. That is an old school skateboard screener, like from back in the late eighties. Wow. They just um, found a guy on the corner down. and they, they were like, they hey. had the same attitude I did. They're like, yeah. yeah, sure. Why not? That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we recognize old Rick from the, from the show. I think they were doing blood skateboards way back when we'll just, <laughs> Oh yeah. They're definitely, they're, you know, they're, they're bread and punk and, <laughs> and anarchy. And, and that was right up their alley. So, uh, it, it was fine. You know, I did it and, and then I d- didn't realize how much heat it would catch and, and that, um, people would make this, this equivalency to Lil Nas X getting shut down for his and, I mean, I, I understood there was a disparity and, and that people, you know, that people could be seen as it's because of his race or because of his sexuality. And and um, as far as I knew, it was because of his uh, copyright infringement yeah. with Nike. Yeah. yeah. But um, but I was you know, I totally understood. I was like, yeah, you're right. There, that, that is a great disparity of, of reaction. And then he and I ended up doing something together and it was super cool. I was going to say, it turned yeah. out, turns out Lil Nas X is an unbelievable skater, which is uh, kind of <laughs> crazy. So yeah, no, that's, that's it's funny. Cool. Cause my, my daughter actually made that TikTok oh, that nice. he did. <laughs> that's... My, he handed my daughter his phone because no one else that was there was that adept at TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> You were probably like, thank God I brought my daughter today. We, this I would was really well, I mean, there was no way I was, there was no way I was going to meet him without her. She yeah. was, yeah. you know, it was funny because on the way there, she was, um, she was introducing me to some, some little Nas X deep tracks. Oh, wow. um, and yeah. then trying to give me more of his catalog. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. He just put out his first album and yeah. he's, he's rocking. That's great. That's sick. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was, that was cool. It was a fun thing. And, um, the board sold out immediately. Uh, of course, just like if, the kiss would I do comment. it again? Yes, I would do it again. Great. Uh, hopefully, I'll get one the next time. And, and honestly, knowing what we know about Kiss now, probably a good thing you didn't end up with that comic. So you know, we can just <laughs> oh, we take wins everywhere the, we can get them. So here's what happened. Um, uh, Nas gave me a pair of his shoes. Yeah, when yeah. we did the thing together, and so I immediately went on eBay and bought a Kiss comic book. <laughs> 
So I got I got the trifecta. Okay, oh, hell beautiful. yeah. Every 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 artist that's done something in blood, Tony Hawk has yeah. it all. That's beautiful. Stefan, what's going on in your social media? Uh oh, I have a, a quick one. I just saw there's a good uh, a good post on on Twitter. And I okay. think I think we can all probably relate to this. Yeah. Uh, and this is uh from uh at Vanessa Fudges, and they said and I 100% agree with this. And I think this is just very nice. The purpose of Twitter is to gain enough followers that you can post something like eating a burger and have 40 people reply saying, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like 100% true. I think and that's... I think I think I'm at that point. I have like 117,000 followers. Yeah, no, you've And if you've I posted it. eating a burger or eating a hot dog, I think most people would, would reply, hell yeah, or like, nice. You know? Or like, what burger? You know, like they'd exactly. be interested. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So I think, uh, and Tony, I think if you posted that, I think it would be similar. It would be a similar response. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that I would get I would get mixed reviews yeah? on that one. I get really? mixed responses. I you think, think people if you would just somehow think eating it's, a burger. Somehow people would think it's a paid. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's post. true. Just for a burger? burger. What kind? Okay. Yeah. What's right. That? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's true. We don't have that problem. We're not very famous. No. So popular. <laughs> yeah. They would you know, think so it's some, they would think it's some weird subversive. Uh, uh, marketing campaign. Right. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. Damn, we didn't even think about that. Oh, so yeah. so there's a line then where you get where you get too many followers and it won't and work then, anymore. And then it won't work yeah, anymore. That makes so sense. it's so it's so it's all about finding that sweet um, spot. Yeah. Yeah. Well I I guess I'm just a little more careful with what I share. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, which is totally fair. And I'm more discerning, let's put it that way. No, yeah. and as you should be. I mean I do think also like just just speaking from myself and, and someone who's followed you for a long time and given how yeah you, you know your social media presence is is tight, you know if you just posted all lowercase eating a burger, I would be like, who has Tony Hawk's phone? <laughs> Tony Hawk did not just post yeah, eating yeah. a burger. Yeah, it's not very on brand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. That right. is true. Yeah. That's a good point. So well made, Stefan, but I do think for you and I. I think I could pull it off. You I think could pull you it could off. pull it off. I don't. You I have wouldn't less get 40. No, I wouldn't but, get 40, but I would get a couple people who'd be like, hell yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. I think two people think that I'm like not like a, you know, they'd be like, oh, he's eating a burger. You know, I think people think of me as like a, I mean, I've a been salad on, guy. I've been on an impossible burger kick like since right. the summer and I love them. So like I might even, but then that seems like a sponsored thing. Too, that's a right? hook. There you go. That, I, think, I think that's your angle. Yeah. That'll make it interesting enough. Okay. So I, so this is actually, we could tie this all in because I'm going to learn how to do an impossible Okay. And then you're going to eat an impossible <laughs> burger. Yeah, and with, then we'll, with my that own is blood a big it. claim. Yeah. Well, Tony, I, we agreed I wouldn't be able to do the 900 that I would die. That's true. I, I, I'd, help, I'd help you learn an impossible. Yes. <laughs> you would? Okay. That would be. Yeah, I do. I actually, I, I, I have a decent impossible. So, okay. um, I, so I do. And I know, I know a hack to figuring it out. Oh, so. okay. So you teach me how to do what an impossible. What size are your feet? Eight and a half. He has small feet. <laughs> that, that could pose a challenge. We'll try <laughs> It already has posed a few challenges in my life, Tony, as you might imagine. What? Why would? Why would having bigger feet be better? Uh, because so I have size thirteens. Oh, okay, wow. okay, Tony. It, you geez. have this more. You have this lateral area for the board to wrap around, right? Right. right. So if your if your foot is shorter, <laughs> you're wrapping it on the edge, and it could flop. You know, and honestly, that's probably why I was really bad at skateboarding. Yeah, I'm going to blame likely, it on that. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some extenders for you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe. But this is okay. Well, is there a better like, what do you think is like a good 
Like if I was just to start skating now, what's like a good mid-level cut? Because to me, like an impossible, that's sort of like a mid-level trick. Like I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not about to be out here. Uh, like, don't, no, don't, don't sleep on impossibles. They're, they're hard. <laughs> okay. So then what's a, what's a, what's a hard trick that I can do with small feet? Um, hard flip. Okay, done. So Tony, you can teach me how to do a hard flip, which is cool because it also still sounds hard. But and, like, and mine are terrible, and I'd like to attribute that to my big feet. So the, <laughs> okay. okay, so there. Okay, so this might be a thing here. It may not be a good excuse, but I'm gonna run with it. <laughs> hey, run with it all the way, baby. That's what I'm always saying. But yeah, so you teach me how to do a hard flip. I'll take you curling, and Stefan will all just right. eat an impossible burger and while, post about it and post about yeah. it while we okay, watch. Okay, we got it. Perfect. Yeah. Done. Okay. There, that and there you go. That make, makes it interesting. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, Eating an impossible burger, watching Tony Hawk curl. There, see? Yeah, and you're doing... And hard flip. Hard flip, Watching yeah. John hard flip. I love it, yeah. John, okay. what's going on in your social and media? And watching John... <laughs> watching John hard flip. <laughs> I was going to say, like, watching John try hard flip. Yeah. I was going to go with watching John hard flip. Tony, in this alternate universe we've created, where you and I are friends and hanging out and I've taken you curling, I can do a hard flip, okay? <laughs> so let's just really... Let's okay. complete the whole dream sequence uh, this is, so I actually think this is a good time to bring, this is my social media update and I posted this yesterday. Um, so Tony, I assume you're familiar with Patreon, uh, the website Patreon. Yes. Yeah. So on Patreon, and, and this is actually a good teaching moment too, Stefan, cause mm-hmm. I think some of our listeners didn't know this. I think Some of our listeners didn't know. Um, uh, so Tony, if you stop donating to someone on Patreon, you can leave them an exit survey. And I think some people or at least I hope based on how mean they are sometimes. (laughs) I think some people think that this just goes to some sort of like nebulous Patreon overlord who reads this like exit survey and then takes the feedback Literally. Oh no! It goes straight to the person who's going to take it offense goes to, to us. it. That's yeah. correct. Exactly. Uh, oh yeah. Yes. I imagine that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so we get uh, so we get some some pretty wild exit surveys from people, uh, which is fine. You know, you you can it's it's your time to have your say. You've donated to the show already, so that's fine. Uh, no problem. Uh, but I got a I got what I actually thought was was a funny one, but also a little bit kind of you a know, personal attack on yeah. You. <laughs> so they just wrote this is their whole exit survey. John Cullen has received enough encouragement in his life. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what they are referring. I mean, just in general, I guess they're saying like their money is like an encouragement. Like I should be like, I, I think they're saying maybe I'm too, you need to tone it down a bit. I got to tone it down. Yeah. Okay. But what I thought was like, you know, you could rub it in their face a bit. Yeah. Cause Tony, like, what do you, do you think that I could, I, cause I feel like I could still use some encouragement. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, uh, or you could take it as a huge compliment. Like you've reached the, the <laughs> highest stage. You've reached the, the best status. You don't need encouragement anymore. You got it. Fly Damn. on your there. own, you know? Wow. You did it. That's true. And that's, but that's sort of encouragement. That, that was, see, you. I didn't even think about that, but you might be right, Tony. Yeah. Maybe that is what they're saying that I've reached the highest. You got to spin it. Yeah. Oh, damn. Wow. Just like I'll be spinning the board around my foot when I do a hard <laughs> I don't even know if that's what uh, how a hard flip. Yeah, works. the impossible is more the spinning. Yeah, yeah. I know. But I know. Okay. We'll the, hard, the hard flip is more like uh, it's like the board kind of goes diagonally a bit. Hard flip is a uh, kick flip with a frontside shove it. Oh yes. Okay. So yeah. Okay. I do the hard flip all the time in Tony, but in, in the game, but I don't. Uh, yeah. Is that weird yeah. that your name is sort of like a verb in that way where I'm like, I'm going to play Tony Hawk. Is that like a, well, I've gotten used to it. I was yeah. going to say you'd have to get used to it. Right. Yeah. 
Well, that's a noun um, in that case. But you it know was I mean. more yeah. awkward when I would go to Activision or to Neversoft to talk about things and they would say, well, in the next Tony Hawk. And I'm just like, okay, dude, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> that is and I, they would catch themselves and be like, well, we're going to work on the ne- next pro skater. <laughs> and I am the only one that they would say pro skater to. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. It sounds like they're referring to like a clone of you almost. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the next Tony Hawk. Well, yeah. Listen, you know, I think this is productive. I've got some encouragement and yep. we've got a life plan. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing left to do is move on to our block tail. That's right. What did you tweet? You brought receipts. Block tail. Woo. No longer can see the post. It's a block tail. Woo. You probably deserved it. It's a block tail. So, so Tony, this was, this was great actually, because I think that, you know, myself and a lot of other people who follow you online and and Stefan as well, you know, you, you have a, a a really sterling reputation, you know, people really just speak the world of you. And, and so it was very funny to me when your, your management, who I was, who I was connecting with to do this podcast we're basically like, uh, yeah, Tony's read your email and he just doesn't really have a very interesting block story. And I was like, that actually really checks out with everything I know about Tony Hawk, <laughs> that he's just very nice online and he doesn't get too worked up. But you and I were talking about uh, about this before recording. You did actually get physically blocked in real life at the Olympics this summer. So do you, can you tell us a little bit about oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was so I, I, I got invited to go to the Olympics by NBC, um, mostly to do auxiliary shows like the today show and other, other shows that were, were kind of, uh, feeding into the Olympics, but not the actual NBC broadcast, like not the, the real time skating. And so I had this autonomy there that I could just kind of go around the, around cruising, talking to people. I got to skate the park course before anyone else, before the park skaters even showed up. Oh, hell yeah. I got to, to cruise around the park and do a test run of it. Not that I got to, I just did it. I, I wasn't, <laughs> it was more like asking, yeah. I was asking forgiveness, not permission. Yeah. Um, but when it came to the actual practice for street and for the street finals, I knew I was, well, I was on thin ice, but I, I started following some of the skaters around with my phone and, and shooting follow cam footage. And, um, at one point I got a call from one of the, one of the NBC liaisons. And they said, look, we see you out on the chorus. You cannot post that stuff to your social media. Um, because the, you know, you're not allowed, it's only NBC can be posting anything or be, be broadcasting anything. So the loophole is if you send us all the clips, we can show them on the NBC broadcast. And I was like, cool. Yeah. I'm- Fine. And literally home phone started following Nigel Houston around the course again. (laughs) (laughs) And then about a minute later, the guy who was doing the live announcing for the not crowd (laughs) at the venue, um, he's like, I'm really sorry, Tony, but you have to get off the course. (laughs) He said the word, the word just came down from the top. And I said, NBC just called me. He's like, it's not NBC. It's IOC. You have to, you, you can't be on the course. And, and and I knew it was only a matter of time. You know, I mean, I didn't take offense to it. Yeah, right, right. Do I you, knew I knew I was I was testing the testing the limits. So yeah. 
Um, yeah, I got blocked. I got blocked from the that is uh, unreal. Olympic street course. <laughs> Did they let you stay um, and like watch still in the course, stands yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they just were like, you yeah, I was, get off. I, at that point, I just put my board down and watched from the sidelines. Right. right. Yeah. Now, do you think that actually I was I feel I did shoot some more. I shot from the <laughs> sidelines. <laughs> And did they, did they and notice then, or did they, did you get shit for that too? I think they saw me doing that, but it was, it was just that I was on the court. There's a whole thing on who can be on these Olympic courses. And I, I had to respect that after they told me, but, um, but when I was shooting on the sidelines, once, once the competition aired, I just posted the clips on my story. I, well, I noted, <laughs> I, I saw that cause I saw that you, you posted on your story like, oh, the Olympics just told me to stop filming. But then I did notice that you yeah. still posted the stuff after. And I was like, this raw. <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do? It's already out there. It's yeah. already, you know, the, the, the <laughs> results are no surprise. The, the video, like the, 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 the event happened, the, the awards have been given yeah. out. Um, but, but in terms of actual getting blocked, I was only there for the street event. And then I came home um, because they they didn't want me to stay the extra week to to wait for the uh, oh for yeah because the there was a huge event. gap yeah that's right there was a gap I wanted to be at the park event and I actually offered to fly myself back for that event but the COVID restriction it was crazy I mean it took it took hours and hours to get out of the airport when you landed because right. of all the COVID testing yeah. so I had to just let it go and and so I was home and. I was watching the, the women's qualifying and I thought this would be cool to, to do my own commentary on this. So I put my laptop up with the NBC live feed with the live stream. And then I said, I'm going to announce the finals on my own. And so then I have my, my laptop set up and then I have my, my phone set up on a tripod. And so I was doing Instagram live streaming the, the live stream and doing my own commentary in the background. And what I didn't realize is that so many people in other countries weren't able to see the live stream from the venue. Cause oh. there's just all these, they're not in partnership with whoever is in their country and it's NBC. And it was just, it's all a mess. And so they were able to watch for the first time, uh, the Olympics live through my Instagram live filming my <laughs> laptop screen <laughs> And then I was doing my own commentary explaining, you know, my, what I know about the tricks and um, just in terms of what I thought was going on. And then uh, they were on their final runs and my screen went black. And then it just said, you are, you are uh, under infringement of copyright for NBC. You can't broadcast this. Oh my God. So NBC eventually found you and shut you down. Someone, yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. people, cause I saw a lot of people tuning in to my yeah. Instagram live, right? Your bootleg, your bootleg <laughs> to the point stream. where it was like, Oh, this is, this is kind of going viral. This is going to be a problem. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone who was in charge was like, no, not, that's not happening. That is unreal. Um, but wow. I had a good run. It was fun. Yeah. yeah I'm no kidding. Now, speaking of good runs, Tony, can we agree? And I would love your thought on this. My, my, my guy, Canadian guy from my hometown, Andy Anderson. Do you not think he yep. got a little bit jobbed? I mean, his run was so unique and so much different than what everyone else was doing. I was so disappointed. I thought he, I thought he should have been in the finals. Um, it's so subjective. It's hard to say. Sure. I, and I don't I'm remember very biased. exactly. <laughs> I thought he did well. I th- I thought that. There, there's a, there's a, there's a thing that happens in skate events where the judges will judge you against what they think you're capable of. Right. 
And so when they see him skating in practice and they know that he's capable of these harder tricks, they'll, they'll punish him for it. And that's not how it should be, right. but it happens. Gotcha. And so I feel like he might've been a little conservative with, with his tricks, with his run, because he wanted to stay on and he should have, Yeah, he should have been, it was a strategy, right? Yeah. But that worked against him in the judge's eyes. Got it. See, that's why that's we need I your think. expert opinion. But the yeah. cool thing about seeing him is that at the, I think it was at the end of his run, he was on top of the, the yeah. sort of volcano thing in the middle and he was doing freestyle tricks. Yeah. And I was like, no other sport in the Olympics has someone goofing around doing some old version of their sport after their time is up. That doesn't happen. No. And that's, that's what you get with skateboarding. I loved it. Yeah. I, I thought it was great. I, I just, yeah, I just had to throw that in there for my, for my hometown guy, Andy Anderson. He's an uh, awesome skater. He, is. he, he yeah, I, I think I posted stuff of him and I was like, I, I say THPS is a real boy. Cause he's doing these tricks on ledges. That's just, I mean, he, he does, he does an impossibly hard combination of tricks and then does an impossible out of it. Yeah. Well, one day, maybe that's my future. Uh, so, uh, he, he skates at my home park, so I'm sure I could get tips from him too. Uh, we have a great listener block this week as well. This is a this one, Stefan, I think, and Tony, is a bit of a... We'll see where which side of this you land on. This okay. one's from Kip. Uh, so Kip says, I matched with a woman on a dating site and we seemed to hit it off. We sent texts. She friended me on Facebook and liked all my stupid jokes. And we did a video chat that went well. I was pretty excited when we set up a first date. But once we met in person, it was clear that there was no chemistry. We politely went on with the date anyway, and we ended up talking for about half an hour. At one point, I mentioned finding a typo on her blog. <laughs> Something like I was did getting on the train. It was a stupid small thing and I was trying to be silly about it, but she flipped out. She said it wasn't her fault and she wanted to know exactly where the typo was. <laughs> I told her I was just joking around, but she wouldn't calm down. She said her editor must have changed it and she had to email them right away telling me over and over it wasn't her fault. I tried to apologize for bringing it up and I said it didn't actually bother me. She continued to be angry that I even suggested she made a typo and she kept insisting it was her editor's mistake. I don't know how I was supposed to know or care <laughs> that her blog had an editor, but eventually we moved on to other topics. When we got when I got home, I got a message from her saying, I just wasn't feeling a vibe and I honestly didn't appreciate that you were insinuating that I'm the one who made that mistake. <laughs> Even after I told you I did not, I can assure you that the final postings on most sites come from an editor, not the original author. I tried to reply that I didn't feel a vibe either and there were no hard feelings, but I couldn't send it because she blocked me. Wow. Well, I'll say this. I think if, if you've already felt that the chemistry is not there, I think maybe bringing up the typo was a bad move. <laughs> If the chemistry is there, bring up the typo and sort of like joking about I, it. Maybe, you know, I say, don't be just bring, don't bring it up. Yeah. Do not bring it up. Well, cause I think the issue is not only that you're bringing up the typo, but you're also in this instance, admitting you read her blog, Yes, which is maybe like a little bit too much before a first date. I don't know. Where do you land on that? Tony? She put it out there for anyone to read. Uh, that's that's a, true. That's a good point too. Yeah. And yeah. if you're, if you're interested in someone, you're going to yeah. read it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, it's, I'm not it wasn't saying it's like she had it under lock and key. She didn't put a password. On it. <laughs> That's maybe she did. Wouldn't that be hilarious? I read your private blog, uh, but yeah, no, but you're I, right. But I have, I have mistakenly said something about like a spelling thing to a girl and paid dearly for it. So I, I speak from experience that just don't. It's yeah. not worth it. So okay. there you go. Yeah. It's, not, it's not going to, not, no good will come of it. <laughs> 
It's a great point. Yeah, I agree. I agree too. And and I'm also I should say I'm the type that would probably read a blog before a first date. Absolutely. So, yeah. so there we go, Kip. You know. Uh, Thank you for sending it in. If you want to send in a listener block, you can do so at blocked at blockparty.com, or you can fill out the form on our website. If you want to donate to the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash blockparty. Just remember, we can see your exit surveys if you stop. Uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at blockpartypod. Uh, and we got lots of great bonus content uh, out right now. We, Stefan and I are going to have a video episode coming out soon that we've been teasing for a while, but we're really excited about that one. We've got the continuing paranoia series going on where we're playing uh, this RPG and we're having a blast. It's all good. So check that out on Patreon. And if, if you like the show, tell a friend. And uh, Tony, uh, we're here at the end of the show and we always like to finish off the show with a top three. Three, two, one. Trois, deux, un. Uno, 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 um, we do a lot of fast food ones, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's always a safe. I'm gonna one. go with with. Uh, do I have to participate in this top three? Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, because I was gonna throw you a hard one, but I don't want to make it hard for myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's your call. I mean, um, no, that is really tricky. Um, what are your Top three video games of all time. Okay. Ooh, I know it might be self-indulgent, but no, no, on. that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. So what we do, Tony, is you'll give us your three, then Stefan will go three, I'll go three, then you'll go two. Stefan will, will go in a circle. Yeah. So give us your number three, Tony. Okay. Um, my number three would be Missile Command because it, it got me into video games. It was the first game I gravitated towards at the arcade, you know, even though it was Pac-Man. I'm old, so there was Pac-Man <laughs> and there were Space Invaders and everything else. But but Missile Command was the one that I really took to. Is Missile Command the and tank then, one? Is that the, the tank where you shoot at the tank? No, it's where you have three bases and you're oh, shooting lasers yes. and everything coming down. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and the second one would be Marble oh, Madness. Oh, sorry, hold on. You're going to come to your second one in a minute. I'll do Stephen, my number Stephen's three. Stephen's going to do his three. No, that's, that's okay. all good. Uh, I my, take that back. <laughs> my number three, I'm going to go with uh, Hotline Miami. Uh, oh. Both one and two. Hotline uh, Miami. Very good soundtrack. Uh, very good aesthetic. Very fun gameplay. It's almost like a puzzle game in a way because you're trying to solve how you're going to go through these rooms and clear them out. Um but really, it's it's the music that does it for me. Uh, so I'm going to go with Hotline Miami, my number three. Okay, yeah. good choice. John? My number three, I will go The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Um, I've beat that game a couple times, and I just remember especially playing it on N64. And I liked Zelda games before, but none of them had like fully, fully grabbed me. And that one was just, mm, it just like, I loved it. I've beaten it. I think two or three times and yeah, it was, I think the first video game I can truly remember like blowing my mind where I was like, Oh my God, like yeah. video games can be this. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my number three. Now, Tony, your number two. Great game. Great. Game. Uh, my number two is marble madness. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it was a game where you control a marble through these yes. very precarious mazes and it had a trackball. Um, it is so hard. It is like so hard. 
It's hard, but the reason that I that that it's my one of my favorites, not because not necessarily because it's hard, because um when I first was looking at buying a computer, a home computer, uh I was looking at PCs and I was looking at Macs, and then the Commodore Amiga had Marble Madness available with it if you buy the computer, and that was it. If I bought a computer that had Marble Madness on it, that, that's all it took. And that led me to learning how to edit videos on computers because the Amiga was the first computer to do nonlinear video editing at, at like a consumer price. So Marble, so Marble Madness, Madness is like... Marble Madness is the reason start. I know how to edit yeah. videos. Wow, wow. that's unreal. Okay. Damn, all right. that is a cool connect. I don't have any... Most of my video game stories are just like, well, I loved this game. Yeah, I, it was fun. Uh, it was fun, and I ate a lot of food while <laughs> I mean, I played. it was a great game, yeah. but, but it's, it's because... Are you kidding me? I can I can play this cool arcade game at home? Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Absolutely. Stefan, you're number two. Number two, I'm going to go with uh, Burnout 3, which I, I believe is Burnout 3 Takedown. Yeah. Uh, I love just the Burnout series in general, um, but... Just, I mean, I was on original Xbox. I remember playing it growing up. I loved it. Uh, the whole takedown mechanic where you're you're in a race, but they had a game mode where you're trying to take down as many cars in the race as possible. Right. And they also had the crash mode where you're trying to cause as much damage as possible. Was that the possible. one where the, like, the money signs would pop up like, as and you, you could, were going like, through you the intersection? Them as you, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was fantastic. Uh, I, I put so many hours into that game as a kid. Nice. Uh, so Burnout 3. John? My number two is Super Mario Galaxy 2. Ooh. Uh, I love uh, most of the Mario games uh, are, are excellent. Super Mario Odyssey is great. Uh, but I remember kind of similar to Ocarina of Time when I first played uh, Super Mario Galaxy for the Wii. It was like the same thing. It was like because Mario 64 was good, but, you know, it was a bit glitchy and it was it definitely felt like people the are going to get mad at you for that. But I just replayed it <laughs> and it's glitchy as hell. So what do you want? But. <laughs> Uh, but it is like, you know, it definitely has that feel of, oh, this is the first ever 3d platformer. Sure, yeah. Whereas like galaxy felt like, oh, they figured the out, they figured out how to do a platformer. And then galaxy two was somehow better than that. Yeah. Like it didn't seem like you could make a better version of galaxy. And then they did. Wow. So yeah. that's my number two, Tony, your number one. Oh, number one. Well, I, I mean, obviously, uh, without choosing my own don't worry series. i'm gonna, I'm gonna um, choose yours so you're fine you're good you, you already have it covered. Uh, I, I mean thbs2 was definitely my favorite of, of the series oh interesting because it because it set us up as a franchise and i love everything about it but um if i had to choose a number one game it's mario kart because mario kart is it, it just endures it's um it's evergreen they're always got new ones it's always fun and i have played it consistently with all of my kids that's a great, yeah. It, I it's mean, really Mario like, it's, 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 yeah. it's, a it's truly a bonding game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. I was always jealous of the kids whose dads played video games with them. Cause my dad never played video games. I was like, man, your dad's so cool. You play, you play NHL with your dad. <laughs> Holy shit. That's it. <laughs> so, that, that was our go-to for sure. Is, my daughter, especially growing up, um, it was always Mario Kart. And then she started getting better than me. And <laughs> that was not okay. <laughs> I imagine that's always a tough point in a dad's life yeah. for sure. Yeah. Cause I've lived through many, many consoles and many versions of Mario Kart. I should be the one to yeah. <laughs> be hugging the corners. <laughs> Stefan, uh, your number one, my number one, I think, uh, I gotta go with rocket league. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, okay. I, I think I'm okay at it. Yeah. Um, obviously like there's, there's so many, I think what I like about it is that you can enjoy it when you're not great at it. You can enjoy it when you're the best player in the world. 
and I think honestly, my favorite part of it is it is the best like esport to watch by far. I think sure, yeah. Uh, even if you're someone who's like sort of you know, I don't I don't know about esports. I don't know how they can be super entertaining. I think if you watch Rocket League, you're like, okay, I I get this. I get what they're doing, and it's incredibly impressive. And you don't need doing. to know the rules. You're just putting a ball. It's in just a net soccer so with can, with cars. You know, League yeah. of Legends. Someone has to like take ten minutes to explain. Yeah, to you the, exactly. Oh, there's a track, and this guy doesn't. You know, yeah, yeah, but it's just it's such a satisfying game to play. Scoring a goal, getting an assist, making a save because there's no like ratings. It's not like you're playing FIFA or NBA or NHL where, you know, there are better players and better right. teams. It's just like, it's all you, it's all on you a hundred percent. So yeah. rocket league, my number one, my number one is the Tony Hawk series. Uh, it's easily the game. It's easily the game. I've put the most hours into like across all the iterations. Uh, no question. The remaster has been unbelievable. I've started streaming video games just to show people that I'm good at it now. <laughs> Um, but it's, I find it Tony that two is your favorite. I, I actually, I have a minority opinion on this. Uh, Tony Hawk four is my favorite. Oh. Um, and I, I love, I, you know, I, I, people ask me through all the years, but when I have to look back two is the one that, that set us up for the future. Yeah, for sure. I feel like two was everything that I wanted one to be. Yeah. And I think it has one of the best soundtracks, even though it's a, it's a tighter list of songs. Yeah, I, um, totally. And I think all the levels are iconic, and and that's when we um, started adding new functionality. And and um, so I have to, you know, if I if I have to be wistful, that's it's for two. Well, and it makes. I mean, you know, you're more involved in the process, so it makes sense that you would have a different opinion. For me, I just remember four was because I was really good at it. So four was the first one that was like legitimately very challenging, even if you're already good at it. Like two and three was more just about listening to the songs. And then when you got tired of all the songs that were on the game, putting on your own music and it was just the perfect game to just like dick around and just have fun with. And and I could just and I would beat the game with every single character, but it wasn't like challenging hard after the first time you kind of beat it. Whereas Tony Hawk mm. four was the first one where it was like it introduced the combo challenges, the pro challenges were some of them were are still to this day insanely yeah. hard. Um, and then, yeah, some of the levels in that are just some of my favorite levels ever. Um, so, yeah. So for me, four is, is that my with favorite. Rio? Uh, four has uh, e does it have Rio? I think so. Yeah. Four has got like London. Uh, it's got the yeah. shipyards. It's got yeah. uh, the university. Um, Rio, I think is one of them in there for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of what's, I got big scores on Rio. What's the skate park that's in it? Uh, Ventura. Is that the, is that the skate oh, park? Skate street, skate street. No, that's in three. Uh, that's in two. I'm thinking of the one that's got the big house right beside the pool and it's got the snake run that, that level rocks. I yeah. don't know which one huh. it is, but you know, you, you <laughs> and I are both drawing a blank. We're like we've played this forever. I'm going to look it up just so we both get it right. Um, so many levels, so many levels in, uh, in that one. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so hard to find the levels even online, but, uh, yeah, it's the one it's got the, it's got the snake run and the, um, the house Kona skate park. That's the one. Oh, oh, Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Jacksonville. Yes. The house. Oh, that's the pro shop. Yes. There we you go. Threw me off. You threw me off of the house. Sorry. Well, it's, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not a yeah. genius or anything. Yeah. And then it's got, it's got, Oh, Alcatraz too. Of course. I yeah. mean, that's like legendary. Um, but yeah, anyway, 
Um, Tony, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you, this is uh, insanely cool of you to do. And uh, we told uh, your manager this. I don't know if she passed it on as well, but we just thought it was cool that you really cool that you held up to your word uh, on the cameo and came on this show. Um, so we're going to donate $500 to the skate park project. Uh, oh, thank you very much for, for your time. We, uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, genuinely well, you were my dream guest and you saved me because I said at the start of 2021 on Twitter, if we didn't get Tony Hawk on block party by the end of 2021, I was going to have to do this very embarrassing video episode where I was going to pretend to be a fast food reviewer. I really didn't <laughs> want to do it. So it just, you saved us. I ass. really appreciate you coming through for I don't me. Know if I saved you because you know, I think you're committed to learning hard flips. So <laughs> that is pure. Right. Yeah. God. That's, that's almost, that's, that's yeah. going to be a little, that's going to be a little more challenging. I, I promise uh, that I will maybe try. And if I do, if I do ever get it, you'll be the first to know that's for sure. Um, before we go, Tony, is there anything that you would like to plug? I know you've got a, you've got a great podcast. Uh, the floor is yours. Oh yeah. Well, Hawk versus Wolf. Uh, we're on every week on Mondays and um, still doing my thing, skating and, and living the dream. So, um, you know, if you follow me on social media, you can figure out what I'm up to. There you go. So follow Tony at Tony Hawk. You listen to the Hawk versus Wolf podcast. And uh, if you get a chance, the skate park project is doing some amazing things. So you can always uh, donate to them as well. Uh, Tony, thank you again so much for being here. Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, it's been 150 episodes, Stefan. A nice round number. Yeah, here's to 150 more. Exactly. Feels great. So again, if you want to donate to the show, patreon.com slash block party. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at block party pod. We'll see you back here next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.